Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, you know that. And my guest today is someone who comes back to the podcast periodically, and I'm always happy to have him, and that is my husband, Mike Murphy. Uh, Mike, welcome back to Faith Conversations. It's always great to be back. And if you're new to the podcast and you're unfamiliar with Mike, um, Mike has done many things in his life. Um, He's been a Young Life area director, started Young Life in Nevada for Young Life. It had never been there before and um, was a pastor for many years, headed up a foundation for 10 years. Wow, you've done a lot of things. And you are now currently a spiritual director, and um, as am I, and that's... um, and you're involved in race conversations and race work here in Sarasota, Florida, which is where we yes. currently live. Anything you want to add to that that I've not added? No. I mean, when you say all that stuff about me, yeah. I realize I, I, I don't think I can keep a job. I think that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> No, you were at many of those things, many of those, uh, you know, um, jobs that I mentioned you were at for a long time. It just yes, sounds I, like, <laughs> sounds like it was a lot, but. Yeah. And so now you're saying I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, I'll just pass on all that. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Um, I want to say also to folks, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I don't often talk about um giving and supporting the podcast. Uh often I just jump right into the topic at hand, but I'll do a quick little commercial if you enjoy and benefit from what you hear on Faith Conversations. You might consider just giving a one-time annual gift. One of my other favorite podcasters does that. You can give a $25, $30 gift for the year. You can do it via PayPal by using the email address producer at anitalustria.com. Some people give via Patreon and assign a value to each uh, episode. And generally there are just four episodes a month, unless there are five Mondays in a month. So whatever you would want to, to um, ascribe to the podcast by way of finances, you can do it via Patreon, and you'll see that uh, at the website, anitalustria.com. Down at the bottom, there's the P that is for Patreon. There's another P that's for Pinterest, but you can tell the two apart. Uh, You can also give on Venmo, and if you have trouble finding me other places or mailing a check, you can just email me, producer at anitalustria.com. That doesn't go to my producer. Well, actually, it does. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so it comes directly to me. So producer at anitalustria.com. All right, commercial's over, Mike. Let's get into the heart of the matter, which let me just say that this week is Holy Week, and I also understand that people listen to podcasts at their convenience. And so when you listen, it may be June. Um, but at our recording, we are in Holy Week. And so I, I did feel like I wanted to say and have you say just a little bit about this very important week in the Christian calendar, say something on the front end, and then we're going to 
um, talk a little bit about your Friday rumblings, which um, one of the things that I didn't mention as I introduced you was the fact that you put this um, post out every Friday called Friday rumblings, uh, 10 thoughtful, um, uh, let's see what comments about faith and the spiritual life and politics is intertwined in that as well. And just how shall we then live today? That's all covered in your rumblings and they're different week to week and very, very thought provoking people may agree, they may disagree, but they all agree with the fact that they are thought provoking and um, elicit good conversations between us. So I've said a whole lot. So let me turn it over to you. Let's talk a little bit about Holy Week. Um, you were a yeah. pastor for many years, and this was a busy week in your life at one yeah, point. Yeah, it, it, it always is. Um, you know, uh, many churches talk about uh, the birth and resurrection society. People show up at <laughs> Christmas and uh, uh, at Easter. Easter for, yeah. Um, but but that means they miss out on Advent at, at uh, you know, Christmas mm -hmm. time because they're not experiencing that. And then also uh, Lent mm -hmm. and especially Holy Week, uh, which started today, today. You know, as we, we are talking in this year now, mm -hmm. you and I went to church today at Church of the Palms. Mm -hmm. Palm um, Sunday service. Palm, Palm Sunday. Heard an excellent sermon. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I'd urge people to go to churchofthepalms.org. Just listen to that sermon. It was beautifully constructed, mm -hmm. uh, uh, very deep and thought-provoking and funny. And it was only 15 minutes long. <laughs> wow. It was powerful. Really? Wow. Didn't even realize yeah. that. So it was, it was very, very powerful. But I, I think both of us uh, appreciate the fact that uh, these seasons of the search, church year are really important. Mm -hmm. They help us to kind of order our 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 spiritual life in a way yes. that that makes sense. That we're accompanied on on this journey by millions of people that do the same thing. Yes. And so we come into Palm Sunday, and we were, palms were given out. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we got ours, but uh, <laughs> we we have, we have a connection there. Uh, but we want to start on Palm Sunday and work our way through the week, so that then, so when when Resurrection comes on Sunday, mm. we can celebrate it the way it needs to be celebrated. The problem is sometimes that we rush through it mm -hmm. yeah. and we don't make the proper connections. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this about Holy Week and that. Uh, a few years ago, I was living in Evanston, Illinois, long before I, I, I met you. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was late in the morning, and I rode my bike uh, from Evanston, Illinois, where I lived, uh, to Loyola University of Chicago, and uh, went to their beautiful chapel that is just right on the lake, steps away from the water, mm. and opened my scripture and read the Passion Accounts. And just wanted to read them and journal about them and pray about them. Mm -hmm. um, that's it, been my habit for pretty much a long time. Mm -hmm. I can't say I do it every year, but when I do, I'm always I'm 
always discover something new. And I think that's the beauty of scripture. We can always discover something new. Yes. And I, and I want to sit with it and what it meant, what it meant for the people that were there um, at that time. And what, it mess, what, what, a, what a balloon deflator that, that death, that, that crucifixion was. There was no answer that was coming right away. Right. They were they were just kind of lost, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that time between what we call Good Friday and Easter is a time really of kind of a knowing. And if we can enter into that, that's probably one of the best things that we can do, mm-hmm. even though we know what the answer is, to to go into that cloud of a knowing. And see what God does with that. Mm, I love that. Yeah, but I remember particularly that one that one time I was there, uh, and then I rode my bike home. My family had uh, at that time was uh, on a trip up north to visit some relatives, and I was involved in ministry, so I had some things that I needed to attend to, of course. And uh, so I was there by myself. So I had this Friday afternoon free. And I remember hearing about this movie. It was called Schindler's List. Oh wow, wow. Okay. And so, and so, I decided I want to see this movie today. I, I felt just this prodding of God to go see it. And in uh, in what it was is a movie about uh, Nazi cruelty and one man's redemptive response to. To, to, to that evil hmm. uh, where he saved hundreds of people <laughs> uh, from going to death camps because he provided jobs for them. A tremendous act of courage. It required some manipulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it required all kinds of things from him. But he just knew what the Nazis were offering was wrong. And if he didn't provide the jobs, they were going to go to a certain death. And so as I watched that movie, I was just struck and I was making all kinds of uh, intersectional points with with the gospel, especially with what was going on in Holy Week and the meaning of the cross. Mm-hmm. And I came up with the thought of this. First of all, there was no doubt uh, that I was meant to see this on Good Friday when I was feeling what the cross and the death of Jesus was all about, because I certainly experienced that in the movie. Um, It reminded me, it just reminded me that I am in need of a savior. Um, And it reminded me that in a world filled with pain, and I think you'd agree with this, Nina, at this time right now in our world, there is just a lot of pain. Oh, yeah. No question. That, that, that as I think about Holy Week this week, I, I'm thinking of Schindler's List, of reading through the gospel accounts of the death of Jesus and all that went on there. I I am just compelled to confess. I really need to say. Mm-hmm. And for Jesus, I'm grateful beyond measure. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened on that day, it just reminded me that the, that the, that I need the Jesus in me to embolden me 
to become like Schindler. Mm-hmm. That I'm willing to become the answer to another person's prayer. Yeah. Even if it means I might get caught and suffer the same fate that they would have suffered. That they could, the Nazis could have been so so easily stuffed Schindler in a rail car and sent him off to one of the concentration camps. Yes. But he said, I, I can't do this. Mm. Uh, I have to respond to whatever it is of God that's that's coming through in my life. Or maybe that's my prayer uh, this year. Because I, I do see a world in pain. And uh, I'm not sure we're dealing with it in the right way. Well, so a question rises in my mind that I want to pose to you. What do you say? Because sometimes it feels so heavy. I just can't. I just can't. Uh, But then there's that flip side where I will often say to myself, but if I if I don't stay aware, if I don't engage, then what? Um, There are people that do not have the option of saying, I just can't let me bury my head. They have no option. No, they don't. And to those of us who have that option. Yeah. Boy, there's just a part of me that says Jesus is probably, I I, I think he's saying to us in this day and age, I know you don't want to, Mm -hmm. but you must. Mm -hmm. And and maybe let me interject this as well. It looks different for everyone. It does, but don't let them off the hook too much. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm good at that. I am. (laughs) You're, you're very good. Good at that. No, I want to, I want to, you know, if we can zero in, I think, I think it's hard in this day and age to do the things that we're called, we're called to do. You know, and, and Jesus said, you must, because other people are going to do it. You know, I heard somebody says, you know, one of the things we had as Christians are really going to do it. We kind of made Jesus into a mascot. Uh, <laughs> <No>? Okay. Yep. <laughs> and uh, that mascot, we love the mascot, Jesus, because it demands absolutely nothing. I was thinking warm, soft, cuddly. Yeah. Warm, soft, <laughs> nothing, not, absolutely nothing is required of us, the mascot kind of Jesus. Mm. And I wonder if, if Jesus is saying, you know what? That's fake faith. Mm. Yeah. It, it, your faith is going to cost you something. Yeah. I'm never going to get invited to preach at a, a, a Retreat, am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Is. Depends on the church, but there's some you're never going to yes. be invited to speak at. <laughs> yeah, but the churches don't ask me to do it. I don't need to. Churches don't do it. <laughs> go, no, 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 no. We like we like mascot Jesus. He's really, yeah. he's really nice. Mm. He's really nice, and we can sing Jesus is my boyfriend songs to, oh, to that. Right. To, to that one. <laughs> so anyway, I. During Holy Week, I think I get all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. What, what is God asking me to sign up for, mm-hmm. and and to do and to do what? Yeah, and I think that's a perfectly wonderful thing to do. And 
the problem is for us is we don't want to work through the process. Right. You know, we just want to go straight from the cross. You know, we don't want right. to think our sin or what right. sin. Or, we want to go, to, go right to the cross instead of dealing with what all that means yeah. and what does it mean in our lives. Well, and we want to go straight from the cross to the resurrection and not no, forget sure. Saturday. Sure. And there's churches that have good Friday service that they won't just let people sit mm-hmm. through the Saturday. Yeah, right, right. They go, yeah, this is hard. This is this is what happened. This is what sin did. This is what happened to Jesus. But don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> don't worry. You know, Sunday's yeah. already here. And I, I don't think we do people a, a, a great service when we do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, well, we yeah, Holy Week is interesting. Yeah, and it's important. I mean, I think the point that we're making is that it's important to the follower of Jesus. Yeah. 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 But how are we going to engage with it? So that's, thank you for encouraging yeah. us. And, and I think, I think Anita, that, that one of the things we have to do is when we're faced with, with great evil in our world, we have to ask ourselves a question. What is mine to do? I think that's a famous line from Suzanne Stabile. Yeah. You know, what she showed up. Do? What is mine to do? Hmm. You know, I was struck uh, this week too by our last week uh, after the shootings in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, the Senate chaplain got up to pray. Mm-hmm. And he's been there a while. He's also a rear, rear admiral in the Navy. That's his assignment to be the Senate chaplain. And uh, he's asked to pray. And if he can't be there, he gets others to pray. He counsels senators and their staffs. I mean, it's it's an important kind of job. But he prayed a prayer that I don't don't think he could have prayed in the House of Representatives. He might have gotten booed out. Mm. But but in the Senate, he said this, that the opening prayer, Lord, when babies die at a church school, it is time for us to move beyond thoughts and prayers. Remind our lawmakers of the words of the British statement, Edmund Burke, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. Lord, deliver our senators from the paralysis of analysis that awaits for the mirac- that waits for the miraculous. Use them to battle the demonic forces that seek to engulf us. Amen. Yes, amen is right. Wow. Yeah, that British statesman, Edmund Burke, we know those words well, don't we? All that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. Yes. And and I think it's... We all know it's easy to sit back and do nothing. Well, we really can. Yeah. Um, and and I think I was also reminded as I read that of something that uh, you interviewed this this man before, Miroslav Wolf mm-hmm. from was it from Yale? Is he from? Yes. And he's a he's a theologian, ethicist. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a really smart guy. He said something that just made me squirm. He says. There's something deeply hypocritical about praying for a problem 
you are unwilling to resolve. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Perfect for, perfect for Holy Week, I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think we forget that we can't, you, you already said this, that we can be the answer to someone else's prayers. We can also be the answer to our own prayers. If we are willing to act. That's, that's right. Yeah. Powerful yeah. statement. We can be, we can be uh, Schindler here. Yes. You know, or we can choose not to do, do that, mm -hmm. but we can also just say, Oh, we send you our thoughts and prayers. What is that really? What is it? I think there's a book, it's InterVarsity Press, and I might have the title wrong, but something to the effect of, you know, I'm tired of thoughts and prayers, <laughs> right? Yeah. Have some action. Yeah. I think that would be a great sermon at churches. Yeah. I'm just tired. God says, I'm just tired of thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on. And well, and I... That. I, I have to say that um, the, these two topics, the, the Miroslav Volf quote and also the prayer that uh, the U.S. Senate chaplain gave, these are both part of your rumblings this past Friday, which yeah. um, I is also here on the podcast. I do an audio version. I read them and you post them. Um, on Facebook, I repost them, et cetera. So people, they're available to people um, in a variety of ways. And and I obviously these two are incredibly thought provoking that you just shared. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be interesting for somebody just to read to to, to play this interview at their small group mm. and uh, and to talk it through. Yeah, yeah pause it and talk about things. Yeah, exactly. But I think a lot of people would be would be not be willing to, to do that. They wouldn't want to really talk about it in right. any kind of honest way. Because well, in too many churches, yeah. I'm going to grab another one of yours, see if people okay. might want to talk about this one. The second one, actually, uh, of your rumblings this past <laughs> Friday um, says, For too long, Christians have used the Bible as a weapon and not a mirror, not as a mirror. The gospel for oppression instead of liberation. The church as a judgment gavel, not a table of inclusion, and Jesus as their mascot, which you've already alluded yeah, to, yeah. instead of the example. Time to flip the tables, and that those yeah. are the words of Carlos A. Rodriguez. And then you go on to say Rachel Held Evans died much too young, but she still speaks through her writings. She was and still is a table flipper. She wrote, the gospel doesn't need a coalition devoted to keeping the wrong people out. It needs a family of sinners saved by grace, committed to tearing down the walls, throwing open the doors and shouting, welcome, there's bread and wine, come eat with us and talk. This isn't a kingdom for the worthy, it's a kingdom for the hungry. I love that. Uh, you go on to say, those who have ears to hear, please listen. This isn't a kingdom for the worthy. It's a kingdom for the hungry. We've forgotten that. Instead, we've created little boxes of faith, each with its own little twist on the message of Jesus, which will defend 
which we will defend until our last breath, even if it's a perversion of what Jesus actually taught, and even if it means making him into a cute little mascot, all that defending leaves us with little energy to do the real work God has for us. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We, we just fleshed out that Jesus as mascot bit. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we did. We, we did <laughs> but, but, but I think a lot of churches are majoring on minors. Yeah. And, and, and they want to preserve their special way of looking at scripture, for instance, mm-hmm. instead of being open to see what, 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 what does, how, how does God want to enlarge our vision of the gospel? Well, and, and you know what I hear when you say want to preserve their special way of looking at scripture, I think about how, as I look at scripture year after year, I see it differently this year, as opposed to six years ago or yes. 10 years ago, or we, we can't be so tied to a specific way because the spirit of God is alive and active and speaking to us in through some circles, the scripture. Yeah. In some circles, Anita, you'd be, you'd be committing sacrilege. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, but, yeah. But we don't want to take a look. It, you know, sometimes when people argue with me about that, I said, have you ever opened up your Bible and most, a lot of people write in their margins of their scripture. Right. Right. Ever go, you ever open an old Bible and and, and just yes. kind of chuckle and go, oh, did I really believe that? Yeah, or what I th- usually think is, what was I thinking? <laughs> or right. or just or just sometimes an encouragement too. I see it and I go, wow, I I have grown. I've you know I I see I'm seeing things differently. I you know in that sense, it's an encouragement too. Right, but you're not you're not unwilling to kind of change your point of view. Yes. And, and you're not turning your back on scripture. Yeah. What it is, is you're trying to live into the scripture the way Jesus intended us to live into it. Yeah. And instead, we proof text everything. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I heard a guy recently who was down in our community pool talking about the denomination that was going through a real issue. They're going to destroy us. <laughs> They're going to destroy us. Uh, it was all over one particular issue, but mm-hmm. evidently there's a whole lot of folks that are willing to let one particular issue destroy them instead of leaning into how do we love each other, even though we have differences. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to grab one last rumbling. Okay. Um, to, to talk about before we wrap up here today. Okay. And it's actually your, the last one, the very last mm-hmm. one. Um, I, it's very short, but I think, of all times, it's a great one to read. Uh, well, it's a great one to read anytime. Again, I mentioned at the beginning, people listen to a podcast weeks later, so it might not be Holy Week when you're listening, but certainly this is, these are great questions for Holy Week. So your rumble number 10 says, tell me, is it well with your soul? If it isn't well, what will you do to change that? Where will you go for help? I don't think we ask that question very often. I don't think we will do either. Yeah, I, I love, I, I think, I feel like you've put this in a rumbling before, a long time ago. Maybe not. But I, I, um, I just, I read it and I thought, wow, 
wow, I know the song. I grew up with the hymn. Is it well with my soul? And I think we even sing that without asking ourselves a question. Um, you know, is it well with my soul? And, and what am I doing? If it's not, what am I doing to change that? Where am I going for help? Well, I'm, I'm personally, I'm going a couple of different places for help and I'm grateful. I've had the nudge of the Holy Spirit for both of those things. I've been going to a spiritual director for, oh, years and years and years. Can't put a year on it. 15, maybe 18. I don't know. That's one of the things. And, and, but I think sometimes we have to sit down, do a little journaling maybe, or, or have a conversation with a, a friend who's kind of a pilgrim on the journey with us and talk through some things. Sometimes that's what it, how we can respond to a question like this in, in community with someone. How about you? What, what would you say about this? How do you, you know, respond? You're a big journaler. Uh, yeah, not as big as I'm, I pretend to be. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my rumblings are, are oftentimes well, sure. a compilation of things that I would consider my journaling. Yeah. yeah, it is important. I think we have to have find community. And one of the definitions of community is not necessarily people that agree about all things. Yes. The, all the right. same things together. Yes. Uh, uh, because that can really... All that is, that that can be a very sterile kind of environment. Yes. So where, where do we find people where we're going to have significant conversations where mm-hmm. people might differ from each other? Mm-hmm. That's di- that's very difficult in today's world, you know. Yes, I agree. Very, that's important. Very, very, very difficult. You know, the chaplain's prayer, you could read that at, at, at some churches, and they, they'd want to just go to Washington, D.C., and protest the life out of him, get him out of here. He's a mm-hmm. crazy, crazy man. But to, to find a group of people that we can talk honestly, mm-hmm. even to the point of admitting the fact that we have doubts. Yeah. And then we know that we're in a good community when they just, that when they, they say, we hear you, mm-hmm. we've had doubts too. Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 we'll pray along with you as you work this through. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if people can't, can't find that, or even if they do, I think sometimes it is important to go to a, a spiritual director, both of us, and do this. It's not an aha moment for our people all the time that we work with, but it's a discipline where we they can just tell the truth about what's going on in their life. Well, I, I yeah, or what I like to say, I think it's important that that we have people who are witnesses to our life, who can yeah. reflect back to us the truth of what's going on when sometimes it's too close for us to see it. Yes. Um, I, I know I have really needed that and have, have appreciated that. Yeah. I think, I think if, if you ask the question, the people, okay, ever since the election of 2020 or whatever it was, or 16 with the uh, COVID uh, that yeah, came in there. Uh-huh. after that with uh the insurrection that took place uh, with um, all the crazy stuff going on in in our world, uh, is it still good with your soul? Yeah. I'd be hard-pressed to find any honest person that would say, no, not really. It's not really. It's not good. I'm not sure. No, you're you're saying you'd be hard. Oh, yeah, you'd be hard-pressed to find people that wouldn't say, honest people that wouldn't say, that would 
tell the truth that it's not good. Yeah. But I also would be able to find people say, oh, yeah, everything's fine. God's right. God. This is yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, <clears throat> that kind of falls almost in the thoughts and prayers category. It doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. I, I, yes, I know God's got it, but I think God wants you to work this through. Mm-hmm. And uh, how are you going to go about doing that? Who are you going to listen to? Who's going to challenge your thinking? Because right. some people really are thinking, uh, stinking thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, if you're, I'm going to just say the questions again. You might want to jot them down and yeah. spend some time, time thinking about them this week. Is it well with your soul? And if it isn't well, what will you do to change that? Where will you go for help? Okay. Those questions are worth pondering and answering for sure. Yes. Yes. Ah, Mike, it's always good to have you here on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Good to think together and to talk together. And uh, so thanks for sure. I appreciate it. Well, we're getting ready for Easter. Yes, we are. For Holy Week. (laughs) That's right. This is all important stuff. Absolutely. We'll be on on a beach in the Gulf for a service on Sunrise, Easter, Easter sunrise. <laughs> yeah, if we can make, if we can get up that early. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to tell you. Somebody said that we had talked about it. They're going, and they can't oh. wait to see us there. Oh, great. Okay. Well, that'll kind of make it happen, right? Oh, wow. Well, (laughs) um, as always, as I wrap up each week on the podcast, uh, and especially this week, um, I'll say it again. Keep the conversation going. Amen. 